All right, this is George Teague. I'm back again at TAPSCON 21. Man, it's been really, really good. Uh, a lot of coaches, man, at Fine Arts, just coming out, getting their learn on, and uh, really getting a chance to mingle. And, you know, part of the thing that I like the most is being able to come out and, like I said, just being around old friends, meeting new friends, people in our industry, and really try to learn. What I want to try to use some of this is really learn why, why the coaches get into what they're you know they're doing and so our next guest here actually we work together very closely uh, I would say he's my right hand man I don't know if he would feel the same way but I uh, you know we're very very close and the way that we I'm, I've known him for a long time because I was coaching not specifically against him but, but against his schools uh, we you know through the athletic director friendships we had we you know I knew about him and his coaching style and the way he works and I was, uh, I don't know, I guess I had enough guts one day to ask him to come over there and work for me at John Paul II High School when I got over here. So now we're bringing in John Griffin. He is our assistant athletic director. He's over all of our girls' programs and a few others. Uh, does a lot of different things at our school. He's our head girls' basketball coach. Uh, so we wanted to welcome him in now. Um, and I really wanted to talk to him because I, I haven't asked him this really on how he actually went down the coaching route what did you know you always wanted to be a coach or how did it happen <laughs> that's that's a good question um wow it was many many years ago uh i was still trying to <laughs> think i was going to play some semi-pro basketball and um i used to go to these various gyms and play pickup and whatnot and there was a lady uh, that was also they were playing in the adjacent court and when we always had downtime we just talk and kind of whatever just talk about whatever various things and come to find out she was the athletic director at um, St. Luke's Catholic School in Irvine um, and she had asked me, she said, you ever thought about coaching? I mean, I need a middle school coach. And I was like, <laughs> kind of laughed at her. Nah, that's not me. And so um, one thing led to another. And a couple weeks later, she kind of hit me up again and was like, I was serious about that offer. I mean, I really need a coach badly. And I think you, you know, I, I watch you on the court and you kind of, you're always kind of dictating and directing people. And, you know, you kind of know what you're doing. And I think you'll do good. And so... I kind of thought about it, and uh, long story short, I ended up being the, uh, the seventh and eighth grade boys basketball coach at St. Luke's, and that's where it all started. And next thing you know, you know here, <laughs> some 30 years later, I'm still still getting after it. Just so. so how have you been in TAPS? T tell us how, what has that journey been like? Were you, have you been in private school only in, or have you been yeah. in public school yeah. some? No, it's all private. Uh, from there, I actually ended up uh, getting a full-time job there. Um, and Steve Guerrero had just got the uh, Bishop, John, Bishop Dunn gig. And I played against his schools and and we became, got a good friendship going, and um, he got to hit uh, an AD job at Bishop Dunn, and I was the first person he called. He said, I'd love to have you over here, and, and that's when I actually got into the high school ranks, and then it's been nothing but that. But, yeah, all private school. 
Well, tell us about the transition from going from a boys' sport to girls. You know, that, <laughs> how yeah. that happened? Uh, I don't know what that difference is, but good lord, it's yeah. it's 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 different. Um, but I, you know, I've been doing it so long now, I'm kind of used to it. But in the beginning, you know, with a boy, you can say whatever, and it's not a big deal. With a girl, you say that, you know, she might start crying. <laughs> and so you got to be very you you got to learn your player. You definitely got to learn your players because I've had I had girls that. They want that hardcore coaching, and you get others that just have you know, lack of confidence, and so you you got to really con- you know build them up in order to keep them you know uh, being able to give you everything they have, you know. So you almost have to know each person and coach them almost differently in a sense, mm-hmm. you know. Sometimes with that, the other girl seeing, oh, you know, you're really nice to her, and I'm like, listen, you got you don't understand. I gotta be, otherwise we're gonna lose her, and we won't have we won't have what she can give us. I said, so don't, you know, don't look at that as uh, I'm showing favoritism. It's just I gotta coach everybody in it sort of a different way. I mean, everybody still follows all the standards, but I just can't coach everybody the same. Like boys, you, you know, you just coach them, and they they'll either get it or they don't. You know, girls, if you want to get the maximum potential out of them, you, you gotta. You almost got to know them individually and, and, and know how to uh, coach them to get the best out of them. Mm-hmm. So you got a couple kids, right? What sports are they involved in? And what's oh, <laughs> um, yeah, my daughter and son uh, both now are playing basketball. My son just started. Uh, he had his first game two weeks ago. Um, he plays a little flag football as well. Uh, my daughter really hadn't done anything but basketball. I think she dabbled in some soccer and some volleyball, but most of her friends all play basketball, so that's pretty much what she does. And uh, But I didn't push either one of them to that. You know, they just really kind of uh, got it on their own. I know my daughter, her first five, six years of, of, you know, on, you know, uh, of life, she didn't even want to touch a basketball. You know? So mm-hmm. I never pushed her, and so it's just kind of funny. We enrolled her into um, a school in our uh, new uh, neighborhood we had moved into. And the first girl she ran into um, asked her to play basketball, and she came home one day and like, I want to play basketball. And I about fall out of the chair because I'm like, whoa, why now? I mean, I mean, you know, all these years you've been in the gym, you ain't never. So it's just kind of cool how she really kind of picked up on it. And now she's, I'm starting to see her go through the ranks of the stuff I've been watching for many years as far as, you know my coaching profession so it's kind of I guess it's kind of cool to see her kind of come up through the PSAs and starting now to play a little club and I'm sure travel ball will be next and it's going to be a nightmare but well this you know one I have to bring this up just because we do it all the time but you want to make a prediction on this Alabama Miami game uh in September so John claims to be a all things Miami (laughs) to you the Dolphins but he's confused because he, he uh, lived in Milwaukee, <laughs> so he. But he's from Mississippi. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. So, can you kind of? How you become a U fan, man? First of all, how did that happen? Well, just because you went and got your masters there, well, and that's when you. No, no. I, I actually. So, um, I had a. My, I have an uncle, and um, growing up, he was you know he's just one of my favorite uncles, and so we went down. Um, and visited him in Miami. And I just remember as a little kid, I was like, man, this is awesome, you know, because coming from Milwaukee, 
you know, we got Lake Michigan right there, but, you know, just to see the ocean and all the palm trees and everything, I just was in love. And so um, uh, he knew that, and so he would always, like, so my first uh, outfit was a Miami Dolphins outfit as a little kid. And so I, I think I still had the picture. I was a little six, seven-year-old with a full Miami Dolphins helmet and everything on. And so from then, I just really just kind of followed them for some reason, you know. I, mean, I, I still was, I still like the Packers and the Bucks and all that, but I just was like a, I guess a closet, you know, Miami Dolphins fan. And so from there, it just kind of escalated. And I went down there and visited a couple of times and as I got older. And, and then uh, one of my dreams was to go to the University of Miami, I guess because of that fascination I had. Um, um, they let from, anybody from, in, so you could have went. But anyway, <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> that's it. So, um, so that's really how it really kind of it, it just kind of evolved from there. And I just and then when the Heat, you know, came about, I, I became a Heat fan. And um, of course, you know, like I said, then I started following University of Miami, and then that's when they started to you know wreck shop back in the '80s and winning all these national championships and. You know, and nobody else, no Alabamas was around, oh, anything like that. Uh, you know, so um, just just been following them ever since. And Did y'all just hear what he said? That <laughs> Alabama wasn't around. <laughs> I think he had lost it. We didn't, so, know, we didn't know anything about no Alabama in the '80s, and you know, they got dropped off when Bear Bryant left. <sighs> okay, so you want to make a prediction on this game? I think it's September the fourth in Atlanta. So it's neutral site, you know. It's, it should be well attended and packed. So just give us the. I mean, I'm, know, I'm diehard. I'm gonna go. With my, I'm going. I'm going with the U. By how many? Like uh, by one, by two, by three. I mean, give us your best uh, analytical piece. You know, I know what you're saying. Like I'm gonna pick Alabama. You're gonna pick the Hurricanes, but. I think it might you think be. A, it's close. You think, think it might be one of those epic games, like uh, back when uh, uh, Texas played USC for the national championship, and uh, Vince Young took over. I think De'Aaron King will kind of bring us back, and then you go march in the end zone, you know, uh, and, and win like 28-23 or something like that. So, do you think uh, will you be open to coming back on the podcast? <laughs> the day after <laughs> special episode, <laughs> uh, I might be busy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll make sure I let you off that day or whatever. I might be we busy. Can. I think uh, I got a uh, colonoscopy. Uh. <laughs> we'll find a spot. We'll find a spot for us to Exam have a follow coming up. up. All right. Well, last thing before I let you get out of here, I know you got to get to a session here in a minute. Um, the your basketball history is outstanding, tremendous. So, if, did you hit? And I'm sorry, I should know this, but the 300 win mark? No, no, no. I'm, um, I'm, I hit 200, 200. actually. Um, I didn't even know it. I hit 200 the last win. Oh, Ersland, yeah. I, oh, so we owe you a celebration. Uh, <laughs> we we celebration. might do something here, you know, because uh, I, I'm hearing it already. From some people and stuff, but uh, I'll take you uh, by uh, uh, what's the little the little check place on the way home. Get you uh, some sausage <laughs> and some cheese. I still got some. <laughs> <laughs> I will say though, I, I think it's a you know I don't know how many people accomplished this, but I've also won two hundred in softball. 
Oh, that's so, big. Yeah, I'm, you know, because I did softball for many years when I uh, kind of stepped away from basketball. Um, and so from Bishop Dunn to Parrish, um, I, yeah, we, yeah, I, I hit 200 wins in softball. Oh, that's and sweet. so I actually didn't start basketball until 2013. Um, and so, you know, from 2013 to now 2021, to get to 200 wins in another sport, I think it's uh, – I just kind of look back, kind of like, wow, man, you know, it was a lot of 20 and 30 million seasons, you know, that, you know, I was very fortunate to have some, some great talent around and some great assistant coaches. And, you know, we just, we've I've been very fortunate uh, on in both sides of it, you know, so um, it's been a lot of fun. Then, you know, I look back now at kind of what you was asking me from the beginning, how I got into coaching, and then here we are here and to have all these accomplishments, you know, and in and, and state title to boot. And now assistant coach at the softball state championship, you know. Yep, I mean, that's right. So it's just, it's been, a, it's been a whirlwind for sure. You know, I look back on those days, you know, as a little kid and uh, watching basketball growing up, just I always loved basketball. And to know that that sport got me where I am here, it's just, you know, it's just it's kind of mind-boggling when you really think about the, you know, whole overall picture of that and how all that stuff kind of started. Well, I want to say congratulations to you. That is a tremendous feat, having a couple hundred wins in a, uh, in a couple sports. Uh, just reminds us the, the type of coaches we have at John Paul. Uh, we look forward to bigger and better things. So, um, John, I do appreciate it very much. Uh, you are the man, and I look forward to continuing to build John Paul, uh, the way that we have. So, thank you, and I appreciate it. I'll see you in a little bit, brother. It's all about the you. Oh gosh, roll time.